There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Well, big week, uh, big week ahead of us with conference play starting, um, going on the road and all that. But recapping uh, Saturday's performance, you know, I think we felt really good about, you know, in particular how that first half looked. Um, an opportunity to get a lot of guys in the game. Um, you know, a valuable experience for a lot of guys that are in backup roles right now that you just don't know how those uh, those are going to play out. But I thought we played um, we played really physical and. and you know, that was that was important in this game that our physicality, our effort, um, you know, moved in the right direction, didn't go backwards just based on who we were playing. And, and you know, really felt good about how that looked um, in the offensive defensive lines. And, you know, offensively, we were able to um, utilize a lot of different guys, uh, put a bunch of points up on the board. And then defensively, um, you know, outside of a few plays here and there in the in the first first half that we you know, we, we played pretty darn well. So pleased about that. Um, you know, as we move into conference play, you know, coming out of the non-conference two and one isn't exactly where we wanted to be, but I think just kind of where we're at and how these three games have uh, um, prepared us and, and also just uh, set us up to kind of have a little bit, a little better sense of where we're at at this point. Um, so a couple updates, um, you know, first off, we did find out that Junior Alexander won't be eligible for us. Um, his uh, the waiver uh, that we submitted was was denied officially, and it's unfortunate. Um, you know, juniors, each one of these these young men and, and women that are transferring for a multiple time. There's all kinds of different stories. Um, you know, I know his is one that started at Arizona State, and he spent a semester there, and in the you know whether the place was burning and the walls were caving in. Um, that's kind of what, what occurred. And he, he chose to leave there and, and you know, ultimately going, going back home to Washington. Um, you know, they ended up having a coaching change in the midst of that change. And, you know, so anyways, I, I think the good thing for, for junior um, is he is in a place where he is, uh, he's thriving. He's thriving um, on the football field, but he's also thriving in school and, just uh, I think he feels like he's in a really good place as far as having people surrounding him that are looking out for him and caring for him. And um, this is challenging for a young man who thinks he's got an opportunity to play and, and that's getting put back. But at the same time, I think going in, we both knew, both sides knew that this was a possibility. He still has two years of eligibility remaining beyond this year. So um, we'll put an end to that, I guess, that uncertainty this fall at the very least. Um, additionally, you know, I didn't list Tommy on the depth of two deep, uh, Tommy won't play this week. Um, and that's fair to say that uh, we have a pretty good sense that he'll need at least this week to continue to recover. And additionally, JT Reed and uh, Ty McCullough are still not on that two deep. But they're getting closer. They're going to both be out there practicing as we move through this week in, in, um, in, some, in smaller forms, I guess. And, and we, we were hopeful in the very near future we'll have both of them back. On the defensive side, we do have Paul Brott returning. This will be Paul's uh, first action of the season. So really excited to get him back. 
um, and then the charity line. And then Simeon Woodard will be back after missing this past week. We didn't sustain anything, at least at this point, um, that appears to add to, to any of those lists from the game on Saturday. So talking about Weaver State, um, also 2-1. and one. Um, Obviously had a tough matchup with Utah, who's an excellent program this past Saturday. Um, came up on the short short side, but won their two previous games, including a ranked win over Northern Iowa on the road. Um, obviously, we've played Weaver State um, three times in the last two years, and they've all been, uh, you know, kind of down to the wire games in different forms. I know the their low scoring game in Ogden two years ago was really a defensive struggle, while last year's games were both higher scoring. The first game, of course, had all the special teams plays. Um, in the playoff game, we opened up a pretty good lead, and they came back to uh, to make it very interesting at the end. So two teams, I think, that know each other uh, fairly well. You know, the departure of uh, of Coach Hill this past offseason was certainly, certainly a change for their program, but uh, they hired from within our Coach Mental, and, you know, the, the staff, by and large, is very similar. So, you know, they're playing a, a similar brand of football, which I do think their offense and defense really complemented one another. And then they've uh, they've been a program within our league that's done more um, or as much on special teams as anyone. And, and, you know, I might as well start there. You know, their, their kickoff return specialist, Abraham Williams, has uh, been nothing short of phenomenal with five touchdowns uh, in, the, in the past two seasons, including one against us. Um you know, so he's certainly a guy now he's playing uh, corner as well more regularly that, you know, we'll have to have a game plan for, um, you know, looking at them on offense, uh, you know, quarterback wise, uh, Wisner, I think, um, or wiser, I should say, has, uh, has had some real good moments at this point, um, you know, throws the ball well down the field, is athletic enough to make plays, uh, but their biggest offensive uh force this year has been Bankston at running back. You know, he leads, he leads our uh, conference in rushing through the non-conference uh, is averaging like 7.1 or 7.5 yards per attempt. Um, so he's obviously, you know, he was part of a, a group of uh, three running backs they played last year. And, you know, he's, he's certainly, uh, you know, a prime weapon for them on offense, uh, running behind an offensive line that's experienced, that's big, that's strong. Um, and I'm sure that they would say is the, you know, where it starts for them on the offensive side. Defensively, uh, the preseason all big or preseason big sky MVP in Winston Reed is certainly a force at middle linebacker. Um, he leads the league in tackles right now. Felt like last year um, he was right there as far as being the best player to, on the defensive side in our league, and he's picked up right where he left off. Um, they're, they're really attacking with him more, so I think he also leads the league in TFLs at this point as well. Um, he's blitzing probably more, a little bit more than he did last year, but really has a nose for the football, can see it, can go get it, and, um, you know, is someone that will we'll have uh, – have to have our eyes on where he's at every every single play. I know in the secondary, which was really a strength there last year, they had a bunch of turnover, but they do return Maxwell Anderson, who, who last year led the league in passes defended and continues to to do that as, as we head into this early part of the season at the corner position. Um, then up front, uh, a little retooled front, but uh, and they're led by 
That's right, Braden Wilson, number 94, who secondly is second on their team in tackles. That doesn't happen a lot from a defensive line perspective and second TFL. So, you know, feel like uh, they got really good personnel. Uh, they play the game the right way. They're, they're, they're physical. They, they have big, big play capability. They, they try to make a difference in the special teams. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have our hands full come Saturday night. So with that, I'll open it up. Anything more you can say about what Tommy's going through or what he's dealing with? No, I mean, it's a, it's an injury he's sustaining in South Dakota state that uh, is not surgical and, and, and it's not uh, relative to ligaments, anything like that. So I'll just, I'll leave it at that, but you know, um, um, one that we want to have every precaution as far as, you know, putting him back on the football field. First game you've had without without him, I guess, against Weaver. Um, so how does that kind of affect your, your game plan, which is Sean now? Well, I think they're different. Um, I think everybody would would agree to that. Um, they bring a lot of the same elements to the table, but their, their styles are a little bit different. So, you know, our, our plan will um, be predicated on what Sean does does well and uh you know a lot of our success in those two games last year probably in particular the first game was was Tommy's ability to run um you know we were in a lot different place just period at that point last year at, at the running back position um I even at the receiver position you look back I know Cleveland didn't play in that game so you know we're uh um we're an offense I think that can take on some different forms um, and that's, I think we're continuing to continuing to figure that out, but, you know, being able to, to lean on that running back position, continue to develop, um, uh, on the passing side of things, you know, uh, you know, given the guys we have, the, the, you know, I think, uh, got to figure that out and with the tight ends, find a way to get them involved. And I do think through three games, we feel like our offense line is really playing well. Um, you know, and that's, that's still something that, uh, you know, is going to be, our foundation. So, you know, uh, yeah, game plan predicated around what, uh, what Sean does the best, and, and we'll go from there. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit Designs. You can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call, 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda. Um, I guess speaking of game plan, I think this is your guys' third meeting in like 11 games, something like that. I guess how does the familiarity and I guess... What that game prep, and I guess just kind of anything worth those two. Yeah, games. no, I think you, I think you definitely look at the, those two games, and I think you'd even go back to the one in in twenty one. And, and personnel has changed on on both sides uh, to some degree. Um, styles maybe have changed a little bit. I know Coach Mental was there in, in twenty one on the offensive side for them. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think you think you always, you know, in these repeatable games, whether it's conference opponents or like the scenario we had with South Dakota State, you know, you look at what went well in those games and you um, expect that opponent, opponent opposing team to be uh, looking for those same things. So you try to play off of things that have gone well. You try to um, 
also look at, okay, how have we changed? How have we changed since uh, December of, of last last year in, in, in such a manner that really played our strengths uh, as well? So, you know, uh, they're a good football program, though. I think that's the bottom line. It's not a deal where you got to try to make up a level of respect. I mean, there's a lot of respect for what, what Weber has done and what they're capable of doing. And, you know, I know our guys know full well that this will be a challenge. And then um, with Caden now, last game, I was just curious if anything stood out on tape that will battle at that difference. You know, I think he can. He continues to play consistently. Um, you know, missed a couple tackles in that game, and I, I know that's uh, you know we got to get that piece corrected. Um, but I, I do know he's been flying around. I think he's playing with um, an amount of confidence that uh, that he didn't have maybe coming um, into this year. I think you get instilled confidence by putting put in that the position that he's been put in. And then you start playing games and, and realize that you can do it. And I think that's kind of where Lavelle is at right now. Um, you know, and, and, and we, we're counting on him. Um, I know with, uh, with, that, with the secondary, we're, we're primarily going with uh, him and Rylan at the um, strong safety and nickel spots. And then Drew's played well at the free safety spot. And Blake Stillwell, I think, uh, again, showed some signs that he can really be a, a playmaker as well. And I think at the corner position, we, we've talked a lot about a lot of guys. And Andrew Paul is one that uh, didn't play against South Dakota State, but then really, uh, really showed up well in this past game. And Andrew, I do think, provides some flexibility to be be in that nickel position at some point in time as well to provide that depth. So I think that's the biggest thing you're concerned about is you go from having a bunch of guys, you lose a guy in Caden that uh, had some flexibility between strong and nickel and um, those are big shoes to fill, but we, we know we're doing the best we can to fill them. Uh, Brendan Hall, how much of a weapon are you expecting him to be with, with Williams back there? Well, you know, I think counting on that to be a, a big deal now, what you can't account for is, is any kind of wind. Um, right now it looks to be a nice day down in Ogden. Um, but Brennan's ability to put the ball deep into the end zone, if not through the end zone, um, can negate a return game. Um, and, you know, at the same time, we got to be ready to cover. We've covered one all season and we, we didn't cover it real, real well against, uh, against Stetson. So yeah, the, his ability to, to put it out, but then also just the ball placement. Um, he has to be on point, uh, both kicking and punting, uh, you know, on the, on the punt side, they returned a punt against us last year. Um, as well, so you know it's a it's a situation where he's, he's going to play a clip, you know critical role in our success. And um, along the same lines, Casey kicking two field goals on Saturday. Just how uh, cool was that for? Yeah, it was good. You know, uh, at first game, I kind of had some intention to get him in there on an extra point in the fourth quarter, and it, if we scored quick, and I didn't get him in there, so I just I said, if, if you know if we get in position, you know you'll take all the kicks. Um, in the fourth quarter, the place kicks and, and uh, just so happened to create two field goals for him. And, you know, uh, Casey's uh, shown a lot of improvement in his time here. I, I think uh, we felt really good with him out of the spring. It just became a uh, changing dynamics, bringing Brennan in. And, and I think Casey proved on Saturday that he'd be more than cap capable um, to go in there and, and, and place kick for us. So it was good to get in that experience because you never know what's going to happen moving forward. Well, everybody, Coulter Nuanas, Skyline Sports, coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here with a variety of folks from Blackfoot Communications. Now, we're here with Chris. He's one of the directors of public affairs over there at uh, Blackfoot Communications. How you doing, man? Very well. Thanks so much uh, for having me. First, where are you from? I would tell people kind of your backstory. You're a Missoula guy, right? Yeah, I, I am a, a proud Hellgate Knight. 
uh, graduate and graduated from from UM. Spent some some years away from Missoula doing various things, uh, but like so many Missoulians, found uh, found a way back and have been here for the last three years, which is great. Well, I got to know you a little bit through a previous role you had with one of our other great supporters, but now you're uh, you're new at Blackfoot though. Yes. So how's it been going over there at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I'm I'm seven seven weeks in in the job. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, prior to joining Blackfoot, I heard like so much about. The, the reputation, the sort of culture, uh, and a little bit about what uh, what Blackfoot does, and and it's been a really great place. Just tell people about your role. Then, I mean, what what does the uh, public affairs people do at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I'm I'm the public affairs manager, and really what I spend my time doing is is building relationships and connecting with local leaders, whether that's leaders in government, in the business, and other community leaders, and helping them understand a little bit about what we're doing, whether that's a project or a program, and serve as, as kind of a, a liaison and a resource to help answer questions and just be another point of contact. I know you mentioned Drew earlier, but I guess what have you thought of his transition from corner to recently? Yeah, I think, I think we found uh, the appropriate place for him. Um, I know in recruiting him, with his length and his his speed, I, I think safety was um, a, a strong possibility. We played him at corner the first year more than necessity, um, but I do think he's found a home. And, and you know his ability to cover a kind of sideline to sideline in the back end when he's playing the middle third is one thing. Um, his ability to, to blitz, he's had a really had a, a couple of impressive blitzes in the last few games. Um, and then he's, he's got the ability with that corner back background to cover a little bit too. Um, so I think he's continuing to find his footing. Um, by no means has he been perfect, but he's, he's played really hard. And I do, I do think he's, uh, he's made a difference here these first three games. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. First of all, you saw this quarterback in the game when they were in Bozeman last year. Have you seen him improve? And, and I mean, do, how would you evaluate this, this the wiser kid at quarterback for Weber State? Yeah, you know, he's probably still finding his way. I think he's he's a very uh, – he's he's a capable runner. They haven't run him a whole lot. Um, oh, I can't even think of the guy they were playing last year. He was probably more of a runner. Um whatever his name was, but I think in Wiser, I think they got a little bit more of a, a deep down the field passing threat. You know, he's, he's been able to throw a couple deep balls this year um, on target. Um, yeah. I know he, uh, he did come in and, and play against us last year and I want to say had some success. I, I know in, in like, you know, putting separating those two games, it's, it's hard sometimes. I think it was the second game, but um yeah, I think he's still probably trying to find his footing, and and, and they're throwing to a, a bunch of guys. I know they lost, um, you know, a real good receiver in McPherson last year, um, a good tight end, but so their targets right now are, are spread amongst uh, a bunch of guys. I think they got a handful of guys that have five and six catches, um, but they got some quality receivers at any rate, and and you know. That, that Utah outfit, that's a, a tough one to measure. I think anybody's going to struggle against them. Um, and, you know, we got to expect his best because I know he's 
he's a capable thrower for sure, and he's athletic enough to make plays with his feet. Going down there to Stewart Stadium, I mean, that's been a hard place to win over the years for, for Montana State. But you guys won there the last time you were there. So is, is there something translatable there? Is there anything you can carry over? I know it was a couple of years ago, but anything you kind of learned from that trip that you can take this weekend? Yeah, you know, uh, that's all That's all most of us know is that one trip. Um, you know, and, and looking back at history doesn't do us much good. I, I know I know you places that you've been to, I think there's a familiarity at least with what the – this is the surroundings are all about. Um, I know they've had some renovations this this past year. Um, I know they can get some some really good crowds that can can be a factor as well. So I think anytime you go you go on the road, uh, you try to keep things as simple as you can. Um, you know, but having familiarity with with your surroundings, I, I think. You know, at least there's there's not that curiosity as you go through week go through the week for a lot of your guys of what this place is going to look like, what it's going to feel like, all that. I know we played on a Friday evening back in 21. This will be on a Saturday, a nice Saturday evening. So you know, expect a, a great college atmosphere, and um, you know, uh, we're playing a good team. I think that's that's probably been the biggest thing over the years is that Weaver's had some good teams down there, and and they've been the difficult thing to beat more than maybe the stadium. Defensively, Coach Hill was always so known for his acumen in the secondary, being a secondary guy, and they've always been so good on the back end. Do you still see that? And do they do anything different coverage wise, or is it pretty similar to what you've seen in the past? It's pretty similar. I, I know, uh, um, good or bad, a couple of those guys are with him at BYU that uh, were on last year's team. So that's probably good for us, I suppose. But um, yeah, they've been they've been really skilled. I think that's that's one thing, and, and coached up well. Um, willing to play a whole bunch of man to man if if need be, um, and really mix it up, you know, with the front seven to be able to, to give you a bunch of different looks and and you know create havoc. And and I know right now I'm sure it's to try to get Winston Reed as freed up as they possibly can because if he's got an opportunity to tackle the football, he's he's going to. Um, so no, I think uh, similar as far as what they're doing schematically and. You know, even though they lost some real good players um, in the back end, you can see, you know, their replacements have done really well to this point. When you think back to the matchup that was in Bozeman during the regular season last year, what do you remember? about? I mean, that was one of the craziest games I've ever covered in my entire career. What do you remember about that afternoon? Well, just even watching it, uh, you know, yesterday, um, you kind of forget uh, a little bit just the flow and how crazy it was. Um, you know, we had some early success and then it was like a tidal wave um and we were down uh down a bunch of points in a hurry um uh, you know that was primarily because of the the two return touchdowns but we had done some things offensively to that point uh you know it didn't have a ton of points to um you know look on the board to account for that but i know the the, the safety certainly brought us um uh, you know, things that we didn't, you know, brought us points and field position that we didn't expect necessarily. Um, and I, we capitalized on those and we found ourselves up at halftime with a, with a kind of a crazy finish to the first half. And then just, you know, I think what I do remember more than anything is just hanging on for dear life at the end. Um, you know, I forgot that they'd cut it to five, even and you kind of get those, those two games. We were able to finish the game on offense in the second playoff game, but we weren't on uh on defense or on offense, we, we went for it on a fourth and one and we didn't get it. That would have extended the lead, um, made it a little harder on them. The lead stayed 11 and they get the touchdown. Yeah. So 
crazy game. Um, we made a lot, bunch of plays. They did as well. Um, you know, and, and I think it showed our resolve that day. Uh, and then to come back in the playoff game and, and beat them. And, and we got up in that game, I think, th- you know, 33, 10, and, and they kept fighting back. So I think that's probably the thing you take away uh, is, you know, this team is going to keep after you. Um, and I'd like to think that's how people see us as well. So it's, uh, I think it's a really good matchup in those terms uh, Two two teams that have won a lot of football games over the, uh, in recent history. And, um, you know, we gotta, we gotta play real well to, to get a W this coming Saturday. I know we talked a lot in the offseason about Connor Moore and his emergence, but how do you think he's done here now that he's got a couple games under his belt? Yeah, and Connor's played pretty well. Uh, that we've primarily gone with with five guys to this point. Um, you know, and and you know, Connor was a, a key component to I guess some of the moves we made. And he's he's played well. He doesn't look like a freshman out there. And I think it helped that he did get some playing time under his belt as a true freshman last year. Um but he's He's uh, incredibly athletic for his size. He's very intelligent. And, you know, it means a lot to him. I think mean, he loves the game of football. Um, so, yeah, I feel really good about he's how he's plugged in. And then, you know, moving Rush to guard, I, I think, uh, has been a good move for our team and for Rush. So, you know, those two playing on that left side, I feel really good about that. And then, you know, Omar and, and Marcus on the other side have played really well too. Is there anything different about the mentality that it takes to – get into conference play. I mean, what do you think of just starting conference play in general? Well, you know, they're all still one at a time. They all count as one. Um, but ultimately, you know, what's, what's proven the last couple of years is, you know, to win our conference, you can't lose a game. Um, and whether that's going to repeat itself this year, I don't know, but you know, that's what starts for us here uh, on Saturday. And, and, you know, there's a lot of teams I, I believe that are capable of, uh, you know, doing big things this year. A lot of, uh, a lot of universities that are invested right now in, in football. And, and that's a good thing for our league. Um, you know, a lot of teams right now that are in the top 25, a lot of teams that are worthy of that, um, did pretty well in the, in the non-conference. So, you know, I, I think, I think your, your intensity, um, while always needing to be at a fever pitch, um, you know, really needs to be at these, at, at these games. And, you know, uh, I'm going on the road, um, you know, for the first game. Um, you know, I know last year we had a struggle when that first uh, non-conference game in Eastern Washington, but we found a way. And and that's really what what it's got to be about, finding a way. And that's, you know, the team that can do that more more times than anyone else is going to find itself uh, at the top. And that's what we aim to aim to do. And last one for me, I wanted to ask you about Drew Polidor. seems like he's really made the transition pretty seamlessly to free safety. Also, a fun note, he told me he's known Damon Bankston since fifth grade, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, but, I mean, what do you think, think of this, what he's brought to the back end of your defense? I think he's allowed us to do a few more things with, with that position. And that's, uh, you know, uh, we have within our defense, you know, the, the flexibility to to do different things coverage-wise and blitzing-wise based on the abilities, really, of our, our nickel, our free, and our strong. Um, and, and while the last couple of years with the combination we had um, with Jeff Manning playing free for the most part, Ty, Ty Akata playing nickel, um, and we had a couple of different strong safeties through that, it might have little, looked a little different. I, I know with, with Drew at free, I think we can we can do more with that position. Um, and that's a credit to, 
that's a credit to his ability more than it is anything about Jeff. Um, you know, we, we've tried to play to Jeff's strength the best we could, and then we're trying to do the same with Drew. And it just so happens that, you know, um, I, I suppose maybe his skills are more wide ranging. Um, and then I'll continue to have to prove over, prove out over time. I mean, he's played three games and he's done some, I think, impactful uh, things in these three games, but, you know, uh, ask me what I think maybe, you know, a couple months down the road, but I do think we're on the right track right track with drew and, and his ability to to really be a uh, really impact games at that spot um and, and we got to continue to find ways to put him in position to do so blackfoot communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses our c2m beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more with access to more professional expertise more state-of-the-art technology and more development resources our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses apply today at goblackfoot.com apply Bye.